All right, welcome to another Indecorous podcast. We are the number one purveyors of facts, forests, and fucked up history. Have a laugh, learn a fact, and try all of our unethical life hacks. As always, we have Carlos. Yep. We have Bobby. Yo. And today our special guest, J.D. Colwell. Hey. Half of the brewery reviewers and comedian extraordinaire. And I'm Ian. I'll be your drunk driver through this collision course of nonsense. So our lead topic this week. Recently in the city of Palm Beach, Florida, they came up with a novel idea to get rid of the homeless people that were sleeping in fancy waterfront pavilions. So you guys have seen this before where there's just a gaggle of homeless and they're in a spot that's, you know, a little tourist trappy, a little fancy. And they're just thinking, hey, you know, we got to do a little something about this. So with the growing homeless population becoming an eyesore and frightening the would-be tourists, the city of Palm Beach had to come up with a solution. So picture this, you're homeless and you're ready for your midday cat nap, and then all of a sudden... That's right, gang. They're feeding them to the sharks? (laughs) Is that what it is? Cities and businesses everywhere have discovered this uh, homeless person kryptonite, if you will. If you play violently loud, upbeat, obnoxious kids' music, the homeless can't take their cat naps. Oh, yeah, that's even worse than feeding them to the sharks. They think that it's just going to essentially leave them with two choices, either to just go fuck off and find another place to post up, or they'll have to just morph into some other liquid or gas state and just disintegrate. So the thing is, like, if you're playing that shit all day long, then who else? I mean, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not yeah. like people that have a home can't hear it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hang out there. I'd actually ha- rather have the homeless than have to listen to this shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to this. I did a little research, a little digging, and... There's a whole case study of things that they're doing to uh, force the homeless into self-migration. So I'll let Bobby uh, lead us off here on the uh, comical things that cities all around the country are doing. Homeless advocates are calling these other solutions hostile architecture. They are largely comprised of seemingly innocuous urban designs that actually serve to foil the homeless. It was like spikes in the ground? <laughs> <laughs> just, just traps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beaver traps. There's just booby, booby traps all over the city. You don't even know about yeah. it. I dare you to lay down. <laughs> Examples of hostile architecture include city parks with dividers and benches, making it to where only a homeless child could comfortably lie, lie down. If you're a cute homeless person, you can sleep on the bench. There but you. if you're a full-grown homeless person, I fuck you. I think that's you. pretty presumptuous. Yeah. Uh, well, you just All be- small homeless people are cute. I, oh, come on. You're telling me you see a, a homeless midget, you don't think it's super cute? <laughs> and and this is America, too, so uh, I'm assuming there are some supersized homeless out there as well. It's like to call them bite-sized and supersized. But yeah, it's basically the spikes thing. It's kind of like, you know, when they put the spikes on things so the birds can't shit and stand on them? Right. Like basically, we're treating the homeless like pigeons. <laughs> basically, because they also shit on the things, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they shit. <laughs> they don't clean up after they themselves. No, exactly. Yeah, and they don't even clean white themselves. Too, surprisingly, I've heard. Just <laughs> me? Okay, maybe not. All right. And Carlos, there's another point here that's pretty hilarious. All right. So even horticulture is getting aggressive against the homeless. Soft grass is being removed and replaced with rocks, and <laughs> tall, shady trees are being cut down and replaced with skinny cactuses and thorny bushes. That's so, what my mom did in the childhood house to kick me out. <laughs> that's really. That's the way you to sort of leave. expedite. The descent into adulthood, right? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say you had a really terrible homeless problem at your house. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying it's localized entirely within it's your front yard. <laughs> so we just got to turn the whole city into a post-apocalyptic death yeah, trap. Yeah, razor wire everything. Everywhere, and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. then problem solved. Now we can all live in peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put landmines on all the front yards. They'll never get there. Yeah. So, there, so there's more than just the uh, hostile architecture and agriculture, JD. They're, they're using irrigation. Uh, they're using it as a weapon against the homeless. Water sprinklers are being installed in all the popular homeless catnapping spots. I mean, how do you put a sprinkler under a overpass? You know, <laughs> where do you, who's finding out what the, po- is there a magazine that I don't know of that lists all the popular homeless catnapping places? <laughs> like, these are the hot catnapping places today. It does kind of make you wonder why selling organs is illegal <laughs> like is that i mean i know don't get me wrong i know it's not ideal but is it worse than this is it worse than just i would like to see this taken one step further where they start giving all the cops water guns like <laughs> high-powered water that would pistols. be the natural progression just cut out the middleman <laughs> I could just uh, arm the citizenry. You just give everybody, everybody deputize the citizens with Depu- water guns. Yeah, with water guns. <laughs> That's a good idea. That'd be fun. So, right. so on a similar train of thought, let's say that you're the city planner, you're the city council minions, and you have to come up with this shit and up the ante to foil the homeless. What are some aggressive architecture and hateful horticulture ideas that you guys can come up with? Well, I don't, I don't want to call it hateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, but you know, what's funny to me about this whole thing is that we're coming up with all these cruel ways of getting rid of the homeless, but you know what's never on the table is... Hey, let's get rid of poverty. Okay, let, let's do. Let's actually do something. Give to get them these a people. Whoa, one give step them, at yeah. a time, Carlos. Yeah, one yeah, step like, at a time. Wait, wait, wait. Give give money to the poor. What? Get the fuck out of here, you socialist. <laughs> That's something no, Christ gonna, would do. Yeah, that, you're insane, Carlos. Yeah, we're yeah, just going to move them to where some, we can't see them. Some <laughs> cities have actually done that, and they've found that it is less expensive to provide housing for these people. Sure. So it's really just like we're like, no, we're going to spend almost four times as much. But just out of principle. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. Fuck yeah. you. We're not going to help you give you a house. We're going to plant this poison ivy underneath this overpass. <laughs> yeah. So you can we, go yeah, find somebody to, else had, to nap on. We had on. to dig deep into Amazon to find this poison <laughs> ivy that only hurts the homeless. <laughs> Costs us $3 million a year. But, you know, the price is going plant. up. The whole thing's on fire. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. The homeless like, I don't know. I mean, while we're, I mean, if we are going to do this, then my best solution is, okay, I like the baby shark thing works, but how about we just come up with a sound that only the homeless can hear oh. like, this, like like a homeless a, whistle the, yeah like the yeah. homeless whistle and then they like yeah, change they, dropping in the distance they, they, <laughs> yeah there you go they change. just disperse them change. all over the place it's change hitting plastic i know that sounds yeah. distinctly that just distracts them and then you send them out into the woods <laughs> With all of it. Well, there's a bunch out there anyway because there's like a sexual predator camps up in the woods now because they can't find anywhere to like, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for sexual predators, <laughs> by the way, right now. Like I'm just line. saying there's a lot in the woods because they can't find a place that'll be welcoming to their sexual predation. <laughs> Man, I think we know that one. That's is for it the, predation that's for the or next is it episode. Uh, I got an idea. Uh, carnivorous plants. Carnivorous oh, plants. Yeah. Carnivorous. Okay. Feed okay. the plants. And then in a an ironic manner, uh, give them a sign that says, we'll work for food. Uh, <laughs> we'll going be, green. We'll be food for work. Yeah. <laughs> Marketed is our city's now green. <laughs> this is cruel. You could put slides underneath the bridges. There's no grip. Oh. And then we just run them over with the cars. I like it. <laughs> I mean, insurance rates are going to go through the roof, as the homeless will as yeah. well. Guys, I think we just lost our entire homeless audience yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> they tuned us out. Man. 
All right, well, uh, from hand handlers begging for change to be the change, we are going to triumphantly give something back, and we're going to promote the most amazing change.org petitions. We're going to be social justice warriors and advocates for those that have tiny little voices. Bobby's on deck first. Get her to sue her vagina. Catherine Riley has been peeing a lot lately. Too much, actually. I want a petition for her to sue her vagina. Not that this is affecting her peeing. It's mainly her bladder, but still, we need to sue. I mean, I'm sure we've all run into a lot of people that should be suing their faces. I mean, just judging by her face, looking at that face, I uh, I don't think I'm going to blame the vagina. Wait, that, oh, <laughs> wait, that's not her vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, rip on this next one. All right, this one's called Saving Cora Miracle, and of course you got me the one with a baby on it. Uh, <laughs> so this ought to go well. There's a picture of a baby lying down. Oh, somebody just signed up. Oh, two people. Oh, and this one's fire, Jesus by the way. Christ. This has got 66,000. Yeah, like six people have signed up. It's going up it, as gonna, we speak. Yeah, oh, it's going to get there by the end of the podcast. I know. This might hit the goal before I even tell I feel like that's what a it. lie. All right. So Cora Miracle is a four-month-old child in need of a new home far away from Brittany Johnson, a 17-year-old prostitute, animal <laughs> rapist, and child threatener. Brittany, also known as Peaches. That's a nice name for a fucking child threatener. You know, hey, you know, you know, peaches. Ah, uh, yeah, the animal rapist. Yeah, peaches. Goes on many long rants to her thousands of Instagram followers about how she wants to kill her own daughter, cut off her hair when she goes to school, ride all over her face with marker, and potentially break into a school to embarrass her. How does she have thousands of Instagram followers? That's I barely have two thousand followers myself, and I've never fucking. Well, I've threatened children, but I've never raped all an kinds animal. of animals. I mean, yeah, Playing every game animal wrong. I fucked has been consensual. Well, <laughs> the difference is you didn't start on World Star. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the problem here. All right, so she calls her own daughter an animal and a hoe. On top of this, Peaches is not mentally stable. Oh, really? What? <laughs> she goes on Instagram and posts many explicit videos of her while she's underage. It says that her vag is stinky and fishy. No, no, no. That was stanky. <laughs> oh, stanky. stanky. See, I can't. It does I can't, make a difference. I don't know which one is a misspelling or which one is the actual. It's a buzzword. <laughs> yeah. Cool buzzword. So she goes on Instagram live with people and exposes her body. We do not want this behavior to be taught to Cora. Cora does not deserve this. She deserves a safe environment with new parents. What I really, really like about this petition is that it's very confusing. Like, it could have just <laughs> stopped with the first sentence yeah. and, and yeah. that been it. Save this baby from an abusive mother. Yeah, let's been let's the, go back to the rainbow zebra pattern that the child is laying yeah, on. Yeah, she's like the, the child is laying on a rainbow zebra pattern with yeah, blanket. Save her from that. It's mm-hmm. brought to you by Molly. Yeah. Hey, from the fashion police. I don't. I, what I don't like is that the baby is kind of like pointing at her vag, like, "Hey, suck oh. on it." Yeah, she's like, "Hey, she's got a zinger, and it's right here." Yeah, like, yeah, like, so, yeah what, you, what you motherfuckers the, can oh, suck okay. my dick. That onesie just says "stanky," y'all. <laughs> All right, so people are signing, and it literally has sixty-six thousand nine hundred and forty-seven people signed as of right now. Dude, so, people, is this what it takes for child protective services to act? Yeah, seventy-five thousand. 
Pictures. services by <laughs> change.org petitions now. I don't know if the person that the wrote course. that petition, though, is mentally stable either. Yeah. yeah. I sure I don't know how to it, spill it, at the very It least. might have been Peaches herself. <laughs> He's trying to get rid of the, the kid. plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, that's one way of getting rid of a kid. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, you know when you have a baby you don't want, but you're too lazy to drive to the fire station? I mean, just, yeah, she <laughs> made that. Comfort just get social right. services to take it for you. Can't afford <laughs> They'll for, come uh, to you. Can't afford an Uber or a Lyft, and you just fucking get changed. Why did you org? put all of these loose videos all over Instagram? <laughs> well, so you come rescue this kid. I mean, that's one way of threatening a child, I guess, by putting a change.org thing up. All right, JD, I'll let you take this last one. Where have all our MILFs gone? The MILFs, as in moms I'd like to fuck, are gone. Dexter's laboratory has ended almost 16 years ago. His mom is no longer gracing our screens. Juicy Couture is gone. Baby Fat is gone. Nobody is wearing those god-awful jelly slippers anymore. People have stopped wearing noticeable thongs under their true religion jeans. It's sickening. It's disgusting, and it's heartbreaking to see us slowly be stripped of MILF culture. So just we don't it. stop this now. They're going to be gone for good. I, I don't recognize half this shit. I just, I guess I, I'm not fashion conscious. I just, hey, that's an old broad I want to fuck. <laughs> and also, I've always, I've always no found... I, I've always found the term MILF kind of discriminating because how about sterile old women that I want to fuck? <laughs> old maid. I, old yeah. maid. Old, old maid I probably can fuck. Old spinsters I want to fuck or some shit. <laughs> Barren women I wouldn't mind blowing me. I'm so confused <laughs> on what this, this petition is asking for. Is They're saying bring back all the bedazzled, loud, garish shit that women of the early 2000s wore that let you know this was a skanky MILF that was down to fuck. Nowadays, oh. you know, the name Leah does say exactly that. <laughs> there you go. Leah Hazel. That sounds like a porn star. That, is, that is definitely a porn name. And, and on the topic of MILFs, can we just point out the obvious? Like, I feel like they're sort of inching closer and closer to infringing on that sweet spot in the porn community because there's the teen category and then there's the MILF category. What about the, the sluts that are like in their early 20s that aren't teens, but they're not MILFs? They can't get work between that sweet spot between like 19 and say 30. MILF does kind of conjure up images of like, uh, you know, a woman in her mid 30s or something, but yeah. a lot uh, of moms are younger than that. Fucking, you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> peaches is a MILF. Yeah, yeah. Peaches is a MILF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's 17. Yeah, yeah. Peaches uh, is I mean, a MILF. She's and a, a mother. Model. I don't know if I'd like to fuck her. She yeah. sounds crazy as fuck. Yeah. Peaches for is a mother you would go to jail for here. fucking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, gang. So pivoting to our next topic unethical life hacks. We've scraped the bowels of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. So set your moral compass itself. And join us for this edition of Unethical Life Hacks. Want to get your obese child to stop masturbating? Don't I we do. all? <laughs> I don't know. Why would you? But anyway. It sounds like they, a drug commercial. <laughs> while they are sleeping, tape some snacks to the copious amount of fat rolls just in the area between the belly button and their genitals. Is that the fupa? That took a turn. Once they feel the urge and try to start, they'll find the snacks and start eating them. <laughs> I mean, this is this is really wishful thinking. You really think they're not just going to eat that shit and then masturbate? Yeah. They're, they're saying they won't masturbate. They're saying that in lieu of masturbating, they'll find the delicious snacks uh -huh. and they'll just start eating. And then no, they'll just be like, that's just going to make them hornier. 
<laughs> they're just gonna start stuffing their mouths it's and then super yeah. sure, they're just maybe they'll come faster. It sounds very like, self defeating. <laughs> do you know how many times I've had a rice krispie treat in one hand and my dick in the other? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know how many times I've had a rice krispie treat wrapped around my dick? <laughs> Starve yourself until you're dangerously underweight, then get a tattoo, then gorge yourself back to your normal weight, or even slightly morbidly obese, and then. The next year, voila, the tattoo will enlarge and you'll be getting basically a huge tattoo for the price of a small one. Oh, I get uh. it. You got to get like a balloon tattoo or something, something that's going to look good. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. I feel like expanded. the resolution is going to get thrown off. Yeah, because I've saw, saw, seen those girls that like in the 90s, they got the tribal tattoo or the butterfly tattoo on the small of their back. And then, you know, you're hitting it from behind and it's just like the butterfly wings are perpetually flapping and they're just like, it looks like a deranged dragon or now. Or get like a tattoo of young Christy Alley. And then when you get fat, <laughs> like, oh, it's right now Christy Alley. <laughs> All right, pretty work, gang. So our next topic, dark histories of our favorite corporate overlords. This week, we are doing Mickey D's. McDonald's. So McDonald's, a place that we all know and love that has probably made us all have cardiac at rest or gotten as morbidly obese at least once or twice. I met my grandpa there. <laughs> this is like part two of the tattoo hack. It is, it is. This, this, this is like where you, st- you know, get the tattoo first, Go eat a diet of nothing but Mickey D's for a period of three months, bam, bigger tattoo. I'll let Bobby take us on this first one here. McDonald's began as a drive-thru with a single location in San Bernardino, California in 1940 and was created by the McDonald's brothers, Richard and Maurice, who went by Dick and Mac. The Big Mac was, of course, named after Maurice, who was the larger of the two brothers. The obvious idea to name their second sandwich Little Dick (laughs) never materialized, presumably because they only had one sandwich at the time. Wouldn't this be awesome if they just went the other way with it, named it the Big Dick? The big dick. So the gene splicing just went like, you know, Maurice just happened to be the bigger of the two. But if Richard would have been the bigger of the two, we would have had big dick sandwiches. Right. Thinking of, holy yeah. shit, the bird just like banging in the window <laughs> yeah, to wipe it, out. It just yeah. banked off your window. We don't usually see this here in the studio. <laughs> here right. at Indecorous Studios, we don't usually see that sort of thing. All right, Carlos, you're up on this next one. Indecorous Enterprises. Yeah. Here at on a, those big in dick enterprises. 17th floor of Indecorous Inc., <laughs> All right, so McDonald's is the largest private operator of playgrounds in the U.S., and they have more child injuries and deaths on their hands per year than any other U.S. business due to their cavalier, anything-goes-style playgrounds. Children often get lost in the ball swimming pools and later abducted while negligent parents are ordering their unhealthy food. So sometimes the kids just get lost in the pools and the parents are like, ah, I got to get my fucking filet fish Yeah, dude. I mean, they're just like, oh, little Bobby will be fine. Well, I mean, I think know. we just solved fucking peaches' yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah <laughs> peaches. You listen to this? Just drop that baby in a ball pit <laughs> and then just be like, ah, no, the McRib is back. Well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the McRib. Rib defense. All right. <laughs> I'm sure it would be the first baby that a peach has lost at McDonald's. So, like, if you go into one of those bull pits, McDonald's has been around for a long time. You're gonna find bones, like little baby bones at the bottom. Of I bet if you go into the- kids, <laughs> that's the only way to win the Monopoly game. Too. Like in the future, archaeologists are just gonna look into bull pits uh, at McDonald's to find what children in the 
20, 21st century. Like. I bet yeah. if you go into a ball pit and trip over a child, you could have you could win that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's quite the epidemic that it seems like it's being made out to be. Yeah, as much as I try to trip over children at ball pits as yeah. I'm 39 years old, as weird <laughs> as it looks, I still can't. Has anybody been around children outside of a playground? They are the most accident-prone little shits, the yeah. clumsiest. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Little, yeah. Why would you want to abduct them anyway? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's gross. the appeal? I mean, the black market is nice and all. It'll pay yeah. you, but you got to put up with the little kids yeah. for a while. And they can't suck dick for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing material now. I mean, just... <laughs> all right. So uh, William Scott, a gentleman by the name of William Scott, <laughs> first created the happy, <laughs> happy hamburger clown character. The later became Ronald McDonald that we all know and love. A couple years after he created this character, he was fired because he got too fat eating the McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Irony. Too many shift meals, bro. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of irony there. Um, in Japan, the mascot clown character is known as Donald McDonald because the Japanese were butchering oh, the R sound. Because they're, <laughs> they're retarded. <laughs> Donard McDonard. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, statistically speaking, one out of every eight people in the U.S. have worked in McDonald's at some point in their life. All right, I'll let J.D. take us on this next one here. McDonald's is the largest distributors of toys in the world. They have roughly as many child deaths from choking on their toys as they do heart attacks from eating their food. Their Happy Meals are roughly 700 calories. When you consider the typical child eating these weighs 50 to 75 pounds, this would be the equivalent of a normal-sized adult eating 2,000 calories in a single Happy Meal. Uh, the Happy Meals make roughly 20% of the sales at McDonald's, and makers of insulin for kids consider McDonald's a central figure in their business plans. So I'll let Bobby take us on this next adventure here. And, uh, the McDonald brothers had their entire company <laughs> literally stolen. <laughs> I was trying to be I was trying to be sensitive to the culture. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah. Uh, by 1954, there were 20 franchises, mostly in California. A slick-talking milkshake mixer salesman named Ray Kroc talked them into letting him expand their franchises all over the country. Over the next five years, Kroc launched more than 200 additional locations and then bought the entire business from the brothers for $2.7 million in 1961. The What's old, that equivalent to in this day and age? Do we know? Probably like 10 to 15 million-ish. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, not small chunk change, but I mean, if you think about the fact that they're like a $50 billion company today, I mean, these guys got properly fucked. Yeah, and I mean, this properly. Is, this is like the patented bait and switch where they came in and said, hey, we're going to expand your business. We're going to get you some more franchises. And the guy's like, hey, go fucking sell our shit. And then in five years, he had this massive company that he sort of built and had the accounting side, the business pedigree, and all this slick, fancy MBA bullshit. And then the brothers just flipping hamburgers were outmatched. And he was like, hey, you know, I've got the lawyers working for me now. And guess what? We're buying your whole business. Here's a small little paycheck. Fuck you guys. And they had no recourse but just to sell out because he just outmatched them on the business really? pedigree. Baby what shark plan back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a crock, I what say. What a crock. So, so Carlos can take us through this next point here. This is where it gets a little bit hilarious. So the McDonald brothers still retained and actively managed their original first location in San Bernardino after the sale of the company. In a comical supervillain-like move, Ray Kroc made the brothers take down their original big golden arches <laughs> and change the name of their flagship <laughs> store. They call oh, it this, McDowell's. It, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is this how McDowell's got started? And then uh, they stole it for coming to America. So, all right, so they renamed it the Big M, 
When that wasn't enough to put the location out of business, Ray Kroc built the McDonald's right across the street, and within six years, the McDonald's brothers closed their first and last location. Damn. <laughs> that just sounds uh, diabolical. Yeah, this motherfucker. All right, so this, this is where it gets a little bit fun. McDonald's notoriously has countless violent attacks from customers <laughs> over the switching from breakfast to lunch and vice versa. <laughs> and so this is probably the best one that was caught on camera. Enjoy this one. Don't let me assume my ultimate form. I really want to see her ultimate form. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a meth addict. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's already a pretty large lady, so I don't know what's her a more supersized version of that. Corpse. This lady's like meth strong. I mean, she's, oh she's able to oh, manhandle the window and two employees are fighting her. She's going to take her ultimate form now, though. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh, They're really regretting that bath salt McFlurry. Right? <laughs> so, so, McDonald's pro tip. Oh, she said I will go Super Saiyan. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z references. Okay, I'm, I'm putting it all together now. Wait, wait, there's more. Oh, she broke the. That was a Kamehameha or whatever. And then she's. Then she spin off. All over the chicken nuggets. You know what I feel bad for is there's another car right behind her. And she's like, hey, can, I, can I still get I mean, my McBiscuit or whatever? I don't. I swear to God, I don't want McNuggets. I just asked for a coffee. So can yeah. I make a recommendation to corporate? This is their next McDonald's McNugget commercial. If you want to sell McNuggets, this is it. Yeah. I mean, this this sells, is what they do to people. And how good they this is how McNuggets good those are. McNuggets are. I will say, though, I've never gone to these extremes. But it does piss me off that McDonald's doesn't serve the whole menu all night, all day. Because I don't want their shitty breakfast. Sometimes I want to, I actually really want a filet of fish at fucking 8 in the morning. But now I have to buy their whatever, McGriddle. What if they had a McGriddle filet of fish? Yeah, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> there was a, I, didn't, I did not know this until last week, but I guess at the time, the deadliest mass shooting... Took place at a McDonald's in 1984. There were 21 people shot at a McDonald's, Holy and shit. Uh, and so they, somebody, whenever they were calling 911, I guess to report this thing, somehow they like bungled the address. So the cops showed up at the wrong McDonald's. Meanwhile, other customers, because they don't just like lock the door when there's a mass shooting. So other people were coming in and like more customers were killed yeah. after the cops had this already called. This is when we had more liberal mass shooting regulations <laughs> where you didn't have to lock the doors after the yeah. shooting. <laughs> McDonald's are too popular for their you own. This is one for the fans, but now a lot of those McDonald's Arkansas laws are starting to make sense. <laughs> You know, oh, man. Check out episode whatever that was. That's a but, golden nugget if I ever yeah, saw one. Arkansas. Yeah. I apologize. Find <laughs> it. Man. So shout out to everybody that's left us a five-star review. This goes out to Miss Nikki Naimi. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Uh, Jahida or Jihadi or whatever it is. <laughs> 
Johnny John. I'm trying to pronounce this as best. All our fans at ISIS. Nick Olesa, Alred Slugs, and Aaron Phillips. Love you all. You're our real MVPs. And last but not least, Lisa Gilsdorf, which is our first pioneer Patreon supporter. We love you more than all these other people that we just mentioned. <laughs> you are the, the realest the real, MVP. You're the realest MVP. She will be getting some uh, free stuff. An offensive ad of her choice. She's our first ever slag. First she's ever. kicking in. He's a lot lizard. Oh, she's a, she's a lot lizard. Lot she lizard. can correct. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? How dare you, you confuse slander her a like lot that. lizard with a slag? Are you? Yeah, we apologize. For that, Lisa. Very, we love you, Lisa. We love you, Lisa. We're very We're not, thankful we got our first. We first respect you, Lisa. unlike Ian. <laughs> All right, gang. Pivoting to our next topic, we got an amazing guest this week. So, JD, uh, I know that you are involved with the Funny Bus. So, uh, tell us a little about the job and yeah, some, what is the Funny Bus? So, the Funny Bus is an hour and a half city tour. One of the funniest things that have happened when I first started. I had no idea what to talk about or do, and like sometimes you would get stuck in traffic, and I pulled up to the, there's a cemetery, and we pulled up, we're stuck in traffic right there, and I look out the window, there's a guy and this lady, and they're hugging. And they're burying their two-year-old. No, 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 nah. sorry. Yeah, I guess the cemetery like, part. I shouldn't have brought up the Dick cemetery move. part. That's not important. That's uh, the, but yeah. The guy and the girl are hugging each other, and they're hugging like they're at like a middle school dance, and I'm just like yelling, hey, why are you guys hugging like you're at a middle school dance? And the lady picks her head up off the dude's shoulder, and she's just crying. She has all these tears coming down her face. <laughs> and the whole bus is like, oh. And, you know, I, I'm on, like, I'm already, I'm in the middle of this now. And I'm like, I didn't know you guys are breaking up right at the cemetery. And, like, um, here's the thing. I don't know how to de-escalate. I don't know how to de-escalate So you just double down? Oh, yeah. I just doubled down, man. <laughs> And uh, he loses his mind, Carlos. Like he, you know, you know, redheads. They just can't control their, no, their actions. Yes. And he just comes Don't at the bus. Started. He's like, "Why you gotta fuck with us, man? We're trying to have a sincere conversation." I'm like, "Dude, we're just stuck in traffic. You guys looked like really awkward hugging like that." And here's the difference between doing funny bus shows and stand-up comedy shows. Security. There's security <laughs> at the stand-up comedy shows. There's not security on a funny bus. There's rocks outside of there. This dude. Yeah. I got this dude so mad. He picked up a rock. And he's like, he started like, Palestinian on you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, starts like acting like he's going to like beef and like throw it at the Damn. bus. And like everybody on the bus is like, like freaking out. Oh no. And I'm like, calm down guys. We're protected by the fourth wall. And that didn't work at all. The fourth the dude, wall. The dude yeah, ended the, up Surely this the guy would not dare break the laws of theater. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was trying to convince yeah, him of yeah. in the middle of his rage. It didn't Does he work. know Shakespeare at all? He was on the fence of, should it be the love of theater or my alpha? in front of yeah. this girl that's breaking up with him. And he chose to uh, choose her and he threw the rock at the bus. Guys, wow. he missed the bus. Wow. He missed the bus. You're standing right, it's on the sidewalk the bus is in the middle of the road and you missed like the bus. Like that old crisscross song. <laughs> <They> missed the <laughs> bus. He missed the bus. How are you going to miss the bus? No wonder and she's he's crying. he's never ever going to do it again. <laughs> no wonder she's crying. You can't even protect her. Yeah, that's why she's breaking up with you, dude. You throw her like a girl. Right, that's why. <laughs> you throw her like a girl and the light turns green and we drove off. So it's an hour and a half. It's live comedy. Um, though it's comparable to like playing tennis with six or seven ball machines shooting at you all at the same time. Dude. There's no way you can hit everything. Yeah, I'm not, I've never been in that situation, but I, I have been in like I gotta suck seven dicks at the same time. Like yeah, you know, I gotta <laughs> juggle all these dicks. Yeah, you know yeah, what so I mean? Porn yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like no, a, no, a but I get it. Trying I get to it. catch everything. There's some balls involved too. 
So, so how about the unruly passengers? You guys deal with any people that are extra salty that bring a little bit of misbehavior to the bus? Yeah, I mean, there's no security on the bus. And so you kind of have to find the energies that are being awkward or rude at the same time. It took me a while to pinpoint or like control of this stuff. So one, one time I had this lady, we, we do a weird little quiz as part of the uh, tour guide thing. And so I'm like, is it A, little da, B, da, da, C? And then she was like, or is it D, fuck you? Oh, wow. Like, whoa, like, where did that come from? Jesus got jokes. Christ. Yeah. And um, so she did that like out of nowhere. Anyway, we keep talking. I'm like, where's the married people at? Like, not long after. And she's like, how about divorce people? Yeah. So she says that she's divorced. On down the road, it's probably maybe 10 minutes later, I'm doing something else, and she interrupts again. I don't even know what she said, and I was like, no wonder you're divorced. You can't ever keep your mouth shut. And Ayo. the whole bus was like, oh. <laughs> How long have you guys been dating now? And she started, <laughs> <laughs> she started crying. Really? She started oh, yeah, crying from that? Take, oh, yeah, yeah, she started crying, and she was like, I want to get off the bus. And I was like, good, let's get off the bus. And we had the bus driver pull over, and she got off the bus. And then like Hopefully her other- a bad part of town, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then was, next uh, week was, she was hugging that one guy that throws the rocks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Another match made the by the funny bus. And her, her mom was on there and her friend was on there. And they're like, are you really not going to go pick her up? I was like, I'm not going to pick her up. We need to go get her. So we dropped them off separately like two blocks later. <laughs> they had to go find each other. Come to find out the, not find out, but the mom in the situation emailed the boss lady and said that her husband had just died recently. The lady that I was like, no, oh, you're divorced. Well, it. she said divorce. She said, that was my whole, that was it. Yeah. yeah. That was my defense on the whole thing. And oh, luckily, man. you know, the boss lady, believe me. I mean, because honestly, like if she had said, because she said like, oh, how about the divorced people? Right. That's what she said. Yeah. If yeah. she had said at the beginning, like, oh, how about the widowed people? How about the widowed? I would have yeah, never then said that. After that, you would have been like, yeah, don't wonder your don't husband yeah. killed himself. <laughs> 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 right. It's like, you got to be accurate. So I can <laughs> fucking pinpoint. Oh, my jokes exactly <laughs> before we cruise out here JD you got anything you want to bump anything coming up funnybus.net you can check on there hey listen you your husband just died point. fucking perfect place to go <laughs> you will not be you disappointed celebrate your spouse's death with JD bring your mom <laughs> and, and you got a a thing where you review breweries. Yeah, well, brewery-review.com. Uh, my friend Normal Dennis and I are we're on YouTube, uh, brewery reviewers, as well as Instagram. So check us out. Carlos, you got anything you want to bump? I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my fans, the real MVP. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, gangs. That's- so, uh, guys, I actually I wrote that hateful haiku Whoa, that we've been what? talking about all what? these weeks now. What, what are you talking you about? Talk, you don't, no, the hateful I no haiku. Idea. I had no are idea. you serious? I, the what? I the worked hateful. so hard on this. Is it, go ahead and go for it. We don't Wait. know. We don't have. Don't encourage him. I, we, how many we're, syllables? We're, Seventeen. We need another hour of recording to get all your hate out on a microphone. And you still have a haiku to tell us? And I I still need poetry for my excess hatred. (laughs) All right, right, I got to cut it here before this rant gets out of control, guys. But, uh, but, uh, man, Bobby. You said I could do my poetry. 